بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم All praise is due to Allah We praise Him and seek His help and forgiveness We seek refuge in Allah the Most High from the evils of our own selves and from our wicked deeds Whoever has been guided by Allah none can misguide him and whoever has been misguided by Allah none can guide him I bear witness that there is no true God worthy of being worshipped except Allah alone, without a partner or associate. And I further bear witness that Muhammad is his true slave and messenger. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow his peace and blessings and on the, on the Prophet Muhammad upon his household, upon all the noble companions. Allah Azza wa Jal Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun O who you believe, fear Allah as he should be feared and die not except in a state of Islam as Muslims Waqallah Azza wa Jal Ya ayuhal nasu taqwa rabbakum aladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا O mankind be dutiful to your Rabb Allah who created you from a single person Adam and from him he created his wife and from them both he created many men and women and fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights and don't cut the relations of the wombs the kinship surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah is ever an all watcher over you وقال الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم جنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما Oh you believe keep your duty to Allah and fear him and speak always the truth he will direct you to do righteous good deeds and will forgive you your sins and whoever obeys Allah and his messenger has indeed achieved a great success أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار To proceed the most truthful speech is that of Allah's book the Quran and that the best of guidance is that of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and the worst of evils are the محدثات the newly invented matters in the deen and every innovated matter in the deen is a bid'ah, and every bid'ah is a dalala, is a misguidance, and every dalala is in the fire of hell. This is an introductory book for every Muslim, and the title of the book is called The Important Lessons to the Muslim Ummah, and it is a summary of the basic Islamic beliefs and acts of worship. And it is written by one of the imams in our time. The alim, the scholar, the admonisher, the one whose knowledge spread all over the world, benefiting Muslims. A scholar from the inheritors 
of the prophets the ulama as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said are the inheritors of the prophets they make it clear to the ummah that which is not clear from the deen and direct them to the upright path and clear way and make the message and the sunan of guidance clear to the ummah this is the duty which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had placed upon the shoulders of the ulama this alim his name is Abdul Aziz bin Abdurrahman bin Abdullah the son of Abdullah the son of Abdul Rahman the son of Muhammad the son of Abdullah Al-Baz and we will go over a biography which he dictated himself about himself rahimahullah ta'ala he said i i am abdul aziz bin abdullah bin abdul rahman bin muhammad bin abdullah al-baz I was born in the city of Riyadh in the month of Dhul Hijjah, the year 1330, after the Hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ. And I had my sight in the beginning of my early education. Then I was struck by an illness in my eyes in the year 1346. And my sight became weak due to that. Then I lost it completely in the early of Muharram in the year 1350. And all praise is due to Allah for that. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla wa ala, the most high, the most magnificent to substitute for me. For that, with sure knowledge concerning this life and the reward and good mention in the hereafter, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised on the tongue of his Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make my end a praiseworthy one in this life and also the outcome in the hereafter. I began studying at an early age, and I memorized the Quran before the age of puberty. Then I began to take from the legal knowledge, al-ulum al-shari'ya, wal-arabiya, and the Arabic language, before many of the scholars in Riyadh, and from those are the notable ones Al-Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Latif bin Abdul Rahman bin Hassan bin Al-Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab rahimahumullah 
as Sheikh Muhammad, the son of Abdul Latif, the son of Abdul Rahman, the son of Hassan, the son of Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab. May Allah's mercy be upon them all. Second, from the Sheikh Saleh, the son of Abdul Aziz, the son of Abdul Rahman, the son of Hassan, the son of Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, who was the judge of Riyadh then. Third, Sheikh Saad bin Hamad bin Atiq, another judge in Riyadh. And Sheikh Hamad bin Faris, who was the trustee on the treasury in Riyadh. And also Sheikh Saad Waqqas al-Bukhari, from the scholars of Mecca al-Mukarramah. I took from him the knowledge of Tajweed in the year 1355. And also the most notable of them all, alhamdulillah, that is Samahat al-Shaykh. Muhammad bin Ibrahim, Muhammad, the son of Ibrahim, the son of Abdul Latif al-Shaykh. And I stayed with him in his circles for about 10 years, and I took from him all the branches of ulum, of legal studies, beginning from 1347 until 1357, wherein on that year I was proposed to take a position in the legal system and he was the one who nominated me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of them with the best of reward and may Allah's mercy be upon them all. Since then, I had been assigned to many tasks. First, the judicial one in the area of Kharj, which is around Riyadh, for a long time, staying 14 years and some months. And it went between 1357 till 1371. Secondly, teaching positions at the Institute of Knowledge in Riyadh, legal knowledge, in the year 1372, and in the College of Sharia in Riyadh, after it was established in 1373, in the disciplines of Fiqh, Tawheed, and Hadith. And I continued on that for nine years. For nine years, and this ended in 1380. In the year 1381, I was assigned as deputy chairman or vice chairman to the Islamic University in Medina, and this continued from 1381 until 1390. In 1390, I took the position of the presidency of the Islamic University in Medina after the death of our Sheikh Muhammad bin Ibrahim al-Sheikh rahimahullah when he died in 1389 and I continued for in this position from 1390 to 1395 and uh, on the date on the 14th of the month the 10th month 
of 1395, the a royal decree, a royal decree, was issued assigning me to head the presidency for the committees on research, I mean knowledge, legal knowledge, ifta, fatwa, and call and admonition. And I continued until this time, and we shall say now, and he continued until he died, rahimahullah, in the year 1420, until he died in the year 1420, six years ago. And uh, in addition to this, I am a member in many of the councils, the Islamic councils, from that, the Council of the Supreme, the Supreme Council of the Scholars in the Kingdom, adding still the, at that time, the Committee for Research and IFTA and Da'wah, also a member and also the chairmanship of the Establishing Council for the Islamic World League, also heading the International Supreme Council for Mosques, also heading the Fiqh Council, Fiqh Islamic Council in Mecca, which is connected with the Islamic World League, member of the Supreme Council of the Islamic University in Medina, as to my works authoring, then he mentioned some of his books, and these books are many, walhamdulillah, and they cover many disciplines, from Tawheed, from Salah, from the warning of innovations, warning against innovations, and also from the call to adherence to the Sunnah, all of these are now published in many volumes known as Majmu' al-Fatawa, the collection of Fatawa. May Allah's mercy be upon the Shaykh. Now we go to the book and then chapter 1. Ad-Darsul Awwal, the first class in this book is concerning Surah al-Fatiha. Surah al-Fatiha. And as you know, Surah Al-Fatiha is the opening chapter for the book of Quran. And the Shaykh Rahimahullah chose to talk about it in the beginning of this book. So he began with Surah Al-Fatiha, reminding about Surah Al-Fatiha. And some other surahs, meaning that the Muslim should know and must know Surah Al-Fatiha in addition to some of the other soar by way of memorization and by way of understanding. And we will go over these one by one. So we begin with Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم 
Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim Sirat Al-Lazina An'amta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghdubi Alayhim Walabdalim In the name of Allah The Most Gracious The Most Merciful Praise be to Allah The Lord of all the words the most gracious, most merciful, master of the day of recompense. You alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. Guide us to the straight way, the way of those on whom you have restored your grace, not the way of those who earned your anger. We read this magnificent chapter of the Qur'an many times throughout the day and with every unit of prayer which we perform. This is because the Prophet said in the hadith which is reported by Bukhari and Muslim there is no prayer without the opening chapter of the Qur'an of the book. And from the names of this surah is Al-Fatiha meaning the opening chapter of the book. The Prophet ﷺ called it the opening of the book. Why? Because it is the first chapter that one reads when one opens the Qur'an. We should mention it doesn't mean that it is the first chapter to be revealed. Second, the Prophet ﷺ also called it Umm al-Qur'an Umm al-Qur'an The essence of the Qur'an And also As-Sab'u al-Mathani The seven oft-repeated verses And also he called it Al-Qur'an al-Azim The glorious recital. He said, they are the seven of repeated verses and the glorious recital that I have been given. Why it is called the seven of repeated verses? In Arabic it means as sabul mathani, because its seven verses are read over and over. And it is called Surah Al-Hamd. Surah Al-Hamd. Because it starts with Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah. So it is called the chapter of praise. Because it begins by the praising of Allah. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what means? Praised be to Allah the Lord of all the worlds. And it is also referred to as As-Salah because the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the Salah has been split into two parts. So here it was called As-Salah. So this is another name for Surah Al-Fatiha. 
It is also called the healing, al-shifa. It is also called al-ruqya. Incantation, because it was recited when one of the Arabs was stung by a scorpion and one of the companions recited the Fatiha upon him and he was cured. It is also called Al-Kafiya, the sufficient one. It is also called Al-Waqiya, the protective one. And it is called also Asasul Quran, the basis of the Quran. These mount to about 12 names for Surah Al-Fatiha. This Surah is a Meccan Surah and it is the opening chapter or called opening Surah and it is called Surah Al-Hamd, the Surah of the Praise because it comprises the praise of Allah Ta'ala. Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, related that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the authentic hadith, Alhamdulillah, may referring to this surah, is called Ummul Quran, Ummul Quran, meaning the essence of the Quran. Or um, an Ummul Kitab, meaning the original of the book. And Al-Sab'ul Mathani, meaning recited twice in every two rak'ah. Many treaties have been written by the great scholars of Islam concerning this magnificent and splendid chapter in the Quran and it is the chapter which we recite daily in our prayers and as Imam Ibn Qayyim may Allah please with him said every person every Muslim who prays should stop and contemplate every verse from this chapter, the opening chapter, waiting for the response of Allah as if He hears Him, as if He hears Him, because Al-Fatiha is divided between Allah and the slave worshipper. The slave praises Allah, then supplicates Him, and Allah responds to His humble slave by fulfilling His request for guidance, as we will discuss. So when the slave of Allah says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in response, Hamadani Abdi, my slave worshipper, praise me. So this is this happens while you are praying. But how many of us really are pondering about this matter when we pray? That Allah responds 
to the slave worshiper in Salah, but he blessed me. Rather, tell people when they are in a state of forgetfulness, not concentrating, not pondering, they don't really achieve the understanding of what they are saying. And that's why it becomes like close to a habit. The words are being uttered on the tongue without any reflection. In fact, without even knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to these verses of Surah Al-Fatiha. So when the slave says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all that exists, Allah responds by saying, Hamadani Abdi, as in the authentic hadith. Hamadani Abdi means, my slave, praise me. And when he says the slave, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, the most compassionate, the most merciful, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Asna alayya abdi, my slave has spoken highly of me and praised me. And Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim are two of the names of Allah which are derived from Rahmah and Ar-Rahman is the one whose mercy encompasses all of the creatures and when the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim he is giving praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an acknowledgement of his mercy and of his innumerable favors which he confers upon his slaves to enable them to fulfill their duties towards him. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ibrahim what means, and if you count the graces of Allah, never will you be able to recall their number. As in Surah Ibrahim chapter 14, verse 34. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah is pleased with the slave who, upon eating or drinking, says, Alhamdulillah. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in another narration said, Al-wudu ablution constitutes half of the faith. And Alhamdulillah, saying Alhamdulillah, fills the scale on the final day and subhanallah walhamdulillah subhanallah means far Allah is above any imperfection he is the most high and alhamdulillah all the praise is due to Allah the Prophet ﷺ said these two words subhanallah walhamdulillah fills the space between the heaven and the earth Allahu Akbar 
Abu Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said if someone performs salah without the recitation of Ummul Quran or Alhamdu or this opening chapter his salah is deficient 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 and incomplete Abu Hurairah was asked even if we pray behind the Imam he replied recite it in your mind no I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying Allah the exalted says which means I have divided the prayer into two halves between me and my slave and to my slave belongs that which he asked for when the slave says Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen praise be to the Lord of the world Allah says my slave praise me Hamadani Abdi and when the slave says Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim the compassionate, the merciful Allah says which means my slave commended me Asna alayya abdi and when the slave says Maliki yawmiddin the king of the day of requital Allah says which means my slave glorified me Majjadani abdi my slave glorified me and at one time the Prophet said what means Allah says my slave committed his affairs to me my slave committed his affairs to me and when the slave says you alone do we worship and from you alone do we seek help Allah says what means this is between me and my slave and to my slave shall be given that which he has asked for then when the slave says guide us to the straight path the path of those upon whom you confirm your favors not of those who have deserved your anger nor of those who have gone astray Allah says this is for my slave and to my slave shall be given which he asked for and to my slave shall be given which he asked for this is the hadith which is known as the hadith of division between the slave and Allah and this applies to the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha from these words we know the significance and importance of this great Surah that it is a matter divided between the slave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
So when the slave says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah, Rahimahullah said, this kalima, this statement, affirms every perfection to the Lord Allah, as well as تنزيهه سبحانه وتعالى declaring him free of all imperfection above any defect in action, in attribute and by name and he is praised سبحانه وتعالى for his actions, for his attributes, for his names above any imperfection in his actions, in his attributes and his names سبحانه for all of his actions, he added, all of his actions are wisdom and mercy and a benefit and justice. And as to his attributes, all of his attributes are perfection, attributes of perfection and attributes of magnification. وَأَسْمَاؤُهُ كُلُّهَا حُسْنَةً And his names, all of them are best. وحمده تعالى قد ملأ الدنيا والآخرة and his praise has filled the creation as well as the hereafter and the heavens and the earth and that which is between them the whole universe ماتق بحمده speaks the praises and celebrates the praises of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and the creation and the commandment all is originating because of his hamdi, because of his praise. And it's established because of his praise. And his praise is the reason for the existence of everything. Every existing thing is a witness praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sending the messengers, revealing the books, establishing the Jannah, the paradise, with its inhabitants, as well as the fire of hell with its inhabitants. All of this has been existing, manifesting in all of these aspects, the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His praise. He is the one, therefore, المحمود لذاته is praised because of himself even though the slaves may not praise him he is praised by himself سبحانه وتعالى or for himself he is the one who praises himself he is the one who enabled the believers to praise him on their tongues and in their hearts. Therefore, to him belongs all the praise. To him belongs all the kingdom, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In his hand is all good. And all the affairs return to him. The secret and the open. And therefore, when we praise Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a ni'mah, this is a favor, in itself, in itself it should be praised.
ابن القيم رحمه الله added that if the slave worshiper of Allah will exert all of his guts to praise Allah سبحانه وتعالى for one single favor that Allah bestowed upon him that would not be even sufficient the praising of Allah is innumerable we know from the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, in the hadith of the intercession on the day of resurrection when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits the Prophet وسلم, to intercede for his, for, the, for, for his ummah for the disobedience of his ummah the Prophet وسلم, said فَأَقَعُوا سَاجِدًا I fall on my forefront prostrating فَيُلْهِمُنِ اللَّهُ مَحَامِدَ أَحْمَدَهُ بِهَا لَمْ تَحْطُرْ عَلَى بَابِ قَطْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires me to praise him in praises that never came on my thought whatsoever. So when they say also, when the, when the, when the believer says, Alhamdulillah, then he says, Rabbil Alameen. And it is from the slavery of Allah is to witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is singled out in his lordship. He is the one who created them and provided the provisions and the one who runs their affairs and the one who brought them to existence and the one who keeps them self-sufficient or give them or give them to, to subsist. All of these aspects of Rububiyyah, of Lordship of Allah, entails that he is to be taken alone as the true God worthy of being worshipped. The one and only one to turn to at times of difficulty and at times of ease to be thanked. There is no Lord other than him and there is no God other than him. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim In this the witness, the slave, witnesses the comprehensive mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the mercy that encompasses everything it encompasses every created thing every creature had taken its share from this overwhelming wide and vast mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as to the slave that part which he received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, it is the one which led him to stand before Allah in prayer. He stands therefore, addressing Allah with, with his words in salah, seeking his mercy, invoking him, asking his guidance, asking him to complete his favors upon him in this life and the hereafter. His mercy encompasses everything, as his praise encompasses everything, and as his knowledge is in, encompasses everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Asr, chapter 40, verse 7, Rabbana wasi'ta kulla shay'in rahmatan wa ilma. Our Lord, you have encompassed everything with mercy and knowledge. Then when the slave says, Maliki yawmiddin, the owner of the day of resurrection. This is the slavery 
of humiliation and humbleness rather and submissiveness knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is going to judge on the day of resurrection which he owns it the slave of Allah will think twice about the matter of injustice and disobedience that this matter of owning the day of resurrection tells that there will be time for accountability accountability on good and the accountability regarding evil as we read in Surah Al-Zumar chapter 39 verse 75 وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَقِيلَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And the matter has been judged between them in truth and it will be said Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all that exists. So when the slave describes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينِ The owner, the possessor of the day of resurrection the day of judgment then he is the true king the true king of this life and the hereafter and this in this in this it entails the manifestation of his justice and his might and his greatness and his oneness and the truthfulness of his messengers that's why Allah in response says مَجَّدَنِي abdi, my slave magnified me Why? Because this majd or magnification comprises praising with the attributes of greatness, magnificence, justice and goodness. That constitutes the magnification. So when the slave now reads in the Salah, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You we single out in worship and you alone we seek for help he waits for the response of Allah the response of Allah is coming Allah will say هَذَا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ عَبْدِي this is a matter between me and my slave وَلِعَبْدِي مَا سَأَلْ and to my slave he will be given what he requested comprehend Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said comprehend the abudiyya of, the, of these two words and its rights and their rights the abudiyya, the slavery in these two words iyyaka na'abudu wa iyyaka nasta'in and their rights comprehend them, Imam Ibn Qayyim say, said and comprehend the secret that part of it is for the slave and part of it is for Allah and distinguish between the Tawheed necessitated by Iyaka Na'abud, you alone we worship and the Tawheed necessitated in the wording wa Iyaka Nasta'in and we seek for help then you will find the secret why these words were in the middle of the Surah they came between the praises that were repeated before and the Dua that comes afterwards and comprehend why Allah put you alone we worship before you alone we seek for help. He wanted 
to introduce the worship which is the action before the help because the worship is for Allah and the help is for his slaves so iyaka na'bud I'm, I'm just saying what he's saying I'm, I'm, all, uh, all of this uh, explanation now up to this moment are based on the discussion of Imam ibn Qayyim rahimahullah so when the slave says فَإِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ meaning you alone I want to worship and this comprises the righteous and pure action and the beneficial knowledge which leads to Allah leads to know of him and his love with sincerity and purity ibadah is the right of Allah upon his slaves worship is the right of Allah upon us and help and isti'ana the aid comprises the need for the slave to Allah in all of his affairs so every worship he added rahimahullah that is not directed to Allah purely then it is batila, it's in vain, it's, it's futile and every help not sought from Allah then it is a humiliation so the knowledge that people should learn from these two words can cover their lives until they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then let the slave come and read the اهدنا الصراط المستقيم the verse guide us to the straight path which means guide us to know the truth guide us to seek it guide us to work regarding it guidance to be firm on it guidance to call for it guidance to be patient on this because the path of da'wah is not simple and is not rosy so through these five matters knowing the truth and seeking it acting upon it being firm on it calling others to it and being patient on it five ranks through these the slave will perfect the guidance through these five acts the slave will perfect the guidance and any diminishing in any one of them will diminish the guidance as a whole what are these five I will repeat knowing the truth and seeking it wanting it this is number one second acting upon it Third, being firm and steadfast on it. Fourthly, calling others to it. And being patient, because this calling of others may bring harm. And the person may, be, may get hurt. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now listen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it obligatory on us to recite this verse in the Quran every day and night 
the five prayers. So many times, these are the obligatory ones. Why? Because we so much are in need of that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us the path that the way for this guidance is distinct and different from the other astray path. The path of the people who Allah's wrath is upon them. And they are the Jews. And the path of misguidance. And they are the Christians and the like. So the creation now is divided into three types with respect to the guidance. Those who are, I will type now. I will type with respect to guidance. From Surah Al-Fatiha alone we know of this. With respect to guidance. Creation is divided into three categories. First, those upon whom Allah had sure knowledge, Zakallah khair, very nice, Barakallah fikum. Those upon whom Allah have conferred His favor. This is the first type. Those upon whom Allah have conferred his favors. And the other, and the other, this is the first one. Type is the misled type. Abal, misled, or astray, or being astray. This, he had not been given this guidance which we talk about. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. The rightness, the straight path. And the third, those who deserved Allah's anger. Those who deserved Allah's anger because they knew, they knew the truth and they knew the path of guidance. But they abandoned it. And these are the Jews. As to those who are misled, those were the left ones. Those who come astray. And those are the Christians. So the one those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had conferred his favors upon them, they know the guidance, they know the truth of Allah's deen, with knowledge, with action, and with belief. Alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa ta'ala wa And the one who is misled is the opposite. He's detached from it with no, you know, no knowledge, no action. And the one who deserved Allah's wrath, they knew they deviated, 
based on knowing the truth. After they knew it, after they became aware of it, they deviated. And the end when we say Ameen, Allah allowed and permitted this Ta'meen. Why? Because this surah is all, the second part is all of it is Dua. The second part is all of it Dua. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Then Allah permitted for us to say Ameen by anticipating his response, expecting his response. That's why the Jews were so envious regarding this ta'meen, the saying ameen in the salah when they heard it. This great path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been described to be the path of Islam and has been described to be the book of Allah and has been described to be the sunnah and has been described to be the way of Abu Bakr and Umar. All of this is true. All of this meaning is true. The Prophet said, Allah gave the similitude of a straight road. On both sides of it are walls, in which are open gates with a curtain hung on each. At the entrance to this road, stood a caller, saying, O people, enter the road, proceed, straight ahead, and do not turn. Above this road is yet another caller who, if a man was about to open the gates and the walls on either side, would say, Woe to you, do not open it, because once you open it, you will enter it. The Messenger وسلم, interpreted this similitude by saying, the road stands for Al-Islam and the two walls stand for Maharimullah, the inviolable ordinances of Allah. The open gates stand for his prohibitions. The caller at the entrance to the road stands for the book of Allah. And the caller above the road stands for an exalter on behalf of Allah in the heart of every Muslim driving him to do good meaning. And those whom Allah had confirmed with his favors, Allah the Exalted, refers to the elite group of the people he favored in the saying in the Quran, he who obeys Allah, this is their qualities, he who obeys Allah and the Messenger will be in the companion of those upon whom Allah confirmed his grace or confirmed his grace, the Prophet the true believers, the martyrs, and the righteous, and how excellent will be such companions. These are some of the meanings of this great chapter, the opening chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Fatiha. And from the merits of this surah is what's reported from the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam to Abi Sa'id bin al-Mu'alla may Allah be pleased with him he taught him 
he told him لَأُعَلِّمَنَّكَ أَعْظَمَ سُورَةٍ فِي الْقُرْآنِ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَخْرُجَ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ I will teach you the greatest surah in the Quran before you leave the mosque and he took by his hand and when he was about to leave the mosque he said Ya Rasulullah O Messenger of Allah you told me that you were going to teach me the greatest surah in the Quran he said yes Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen he is Sab'ul Matani it is the seven oft-repeated verses, Wal-Qur'an Al-Azim, and the greatest recital, which I had been given. And this hadith is reported by Bukhari and Ahmed. This surah, from the merits of this surah, is that it is a healing and a cure. In the hadith reported by Abi Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him, he said, some of the companions of Prophet ﷺ came across a tribe amongst the tribes of the Arabs, and that tribe did not entertain them. While they were in the, or in that state, the chief of that tribe was bitten by a snake or stung by a scorpion. They said to the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, Have you got any medicine with you or anybody who can treat with Ruqya? The Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet's companions, may Allah be pleased with them, said, You refuse to entertain us, so we will not treat you, treat your chief, unless you pay us for it. So they agreed to pay them a flock of sheep. One of them, the Prophet's companions, started reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and gathering his saliva and spitting it at the snake bite. The patient got cured and his people presented the sheep to them. But they said, we will not take it unless we ask the Prophet ﷺ, meaning whether it is lawful. When they asked him, he smiled ﷺ and said, how do you know that Surah Al-Fatiha is a Ruqya? Take it, flock of the sheep, and assign a share for me. Inshallah Ta'ala, we will resume the discussion. We will continue the discussion on the other parts of the Surahs which the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentioned in the beginning of chapter 1 and that will be in the next uh, meeting next Friday inshallah ta'ala I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this from us and to have mercy upon the shaykh and may Allah the most high make us from those who listen and who benefit and who act upon the knowledge they receive alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam